Well, we're getting towards that year end. All the fun stuff's about to happen. I will have to admit that my year end is going to be a little bit different from your guys' year end because we close on 1130. Now, I'll tell you that the original owner, when he created Integrated Signs 40-some years ago, he chose to do 1130. Ooh, it's that phone again. I tell you guys what, man, I'm always, this phone is beep, beep, beep. We'll put it on sleep. Now we don't have to worry about it. He chose 1130 for the year-end close. So we would have an extra month with all the accountants, all of our tax planning preparations. And basically we have um, our auditors all to ourselves before the big rush happens at the end of the year. Genius on one part, pain in the butt on another part, because now we have to close our books while jumping around the old Thanksgiving turkey day. Um, a little bit more, it's it's a hit or miss and say, if you were to say, Aaron, should we do that for our company? No, 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 you should not. That last week when most of your companies enjoying the holidays between Christmas and New Year's, that's a perfect time to do physical inventory count, calm your company down, close out the books, figure out what bonuses you need. Uh, it's a better one to do the calendar year end for a fiscal year end than the way we do it. But long and hold, here we are. So I want to talk to you guys about inventory and what that entails, what it's about. So in the cash basis system, which none of you should be on, but we're just going to go down this rabbit hole for half a second. If you're in the cash basis system, you only recognize the cash that comes in or the cash that goes out. You don't recognize anything else. It's a horrible way for forecasting. You don't know which way is up, which way is down. And I'll give you a perfect example. You have a $100,000 buy-in for the customer, and then you're going to turn around and sell it for $150,000. In March, you buy the $100,000 product. In April, you install the $150,000 item and bill the client. So in March, it looks like a gigantic loss, like your company has no idea what it's doing. Then in April, huge swing on the upside, and it looks like your company's just making money hand over fist. Those should be in the same month. Your costs and your uh, revenue should be in the same exact month, so we can tell if we made money or we didn't make money on each project. That's how you can forecast what you do well, what you need help on, or maybe a project that you should shy away from your company doesn't excel in that. That's the accrual system is where your costs and your revenues are in the same place. So everybody should be on the accrual system, hands down. Please, 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 if you do a cash and you think it's superior, please talk to me. I'll walk you through how the accrual is going to win. And if you think you're hiding your cash basis for tax purposes, you find a thousand other ways to rob Peter to pay Paul. Uh, come on now. So. Accrual-based system, inventory, why does it matter? Well, if you go back to your accounting days on the T-sheets, you know, assets equal liabilities and owner's equity, materials, raw materials in your company, that's an asset. That uh, pumps up your books. That makes your books better. It shows that you have a backlog. It shows you have assets at your disposal. It shows you have raw materials sitting there in your company ready to be used and move forward. It adds to your balance sheet and your financial sheet. It adds to your bottom line. So you should always be counting your inventory. Once a year is standard gap, generally accepted accounting principles, gap, gap principles to count your inventory one time a year, physical inventory count one time. This is where you're going to do the day before. How do I want to do this? I'm going to walk you guys through what you should be doing. And then I'm going to walk you through what happened with us because we just had it the other day. We just did it on Monday. So what you should be doing is the day before a physical inventory count, get all of your material sheets in for all the projects you've worked on. I don't care if they started that project five minutes before they left and they took one square foot of aluminum out of your uh, bin there. 
you're going to put it on material sheet and market in for that project. Make sure every single piece of material that has been taken off the shelf and used for a project is entered into your system. Now, I don't care which system you have. Of course, I am biased. Square Coil is the best. You'll know why in a little bit here. But for the most part, any software inventory-based or accounting system is going to be easy to track for physical inventory account. Get it all in there. Get all your materials. Get them inside the system the night before the physical inventory count. So now there's a black and white line in between what is actually raw material still sitting there and what is already spoken for on a project. You have a big, you know, the, the, the seas have parted. There's only two ways. It's already spoken for or it's just raw and it's not spoken for. That's it. It's the only two different ways you can have it. So when you come in the next morning, you're going to want to count every single item that you inventory. Any item that's on your floor that is a DNI, do not inventory, that means that we bought it and expensed it to a project already. If we didn't use it all and it's sitting there, great for us. We can use that again in another project and have some free money. But if it doesn't get tracked in your inventory system, don't count it on inventory day. Only what you track on a daily basis should be part of your inventory. Everything else should be expensed. That's a whole nother conversation. I won't get into the real depths on that one, but you should have written a purchase order specifically to a project and expense that the time of. All right, your inventory. Get your team together, groups of two. Keeps everybody honest. I remember doing inventory days back in the day for a lumber company. We would start at eight o'clock at night when the door shut. We wouldn't go home till midnight, one in the morning sometimes until it was all done and perfect. That's what it took. It was rough. So do I like counting inventory? No, I hate it. It sucks. But it's necessary. So because it's not fun and because you're by yourself and it's usually after hours and it's usually late, you tend to fudge a little because who really cares if it has 20 square feet or 22 square feet. But the answer is it cares. You matter very much. It matters very much on exactly what your inventory is because it affects your bottom line. So teams of two keeps everybody honest. So you put everybody in teams of two, you give them the sheet and say, okay, you're going to go count aluminum. You're going to go count LEDs. You're going to go count acrylic. You're going to go count vinyl. You're going to count all the different departments that your company has. They're going to go out and do a sheet and count. Usually takes them two, two and a half hours to go through, mark each one correctly, put the right square footage or the right roll length or whatnot onto it. When they're done, they're going to turn that clipboard back into your controller or CFO. Then they're going to be handed a different clipboard for a completely different department to go count it again. You're going to want to have four eyes on your inventory, two sets of counts. Then you're going to compare them and all the ones that are the same, you put them into your system, the ones that are different, you send a third team back out to count. Why am I being such a stickler for this? Why is it so important to count your inventory correctly? Because it's your bottom line. So this is what happens. Your bottom line, based on your WIP, based inside of your accounting software, probably has a raw materials line in your accounting of, let's say, $250,000. That's all the materials added up in a dollar volume amount. $250,000 worth of raw materials. If we go out there and we count, and we only get $230,000 worth of materials, we have to deduct $20,000 off the profitability in the bottom line of the company. That's how that works. That's your assets minus liability or owner's equity. Well, it's a raw asset and we've already paid for it, so it's only going to be pulling out the owner's equity. So if you have a $20,000 loss, it's coming off the bottom line of the profit. So if you made $500,000 last year as a company for the whole 12 months, 
Now you're only making 480,000 for the entire year. It affects the bottom line drastically. So those little onesie twosies that we miss, it's going to add up. Next thing you know, you might be writing off $1,000 that you truly have on the floor. Not about you, but if I saw $1,000 sitting on the floor, I'd stop and pick it up. So you want to make sure your teams are doing that correctly. After you get your inventory counts, after they've compared, we have all the numbers, then you're going to want to put it into your inventory control system that you have with some, some ERP software system that runs it. Again, SquareQuell offers this for you. And you're going to put it all in there. And then you're going to run the counts. And it's going to change saying, okay, well, this went down 33. This went down 42. This went up 110. This one here. You're going to be off from what your counts are on the system because it's been a year. People get lazy. People misread something or they apply it somewhere else. Said red vinyl. They put it in the pink vinyl. You know, all those little things add up and it kind of gets a little wishy-washy in there. But that's why you have a good inventory control system. So when you put all your inventory in there and you hit recalculate, it'll cough up a dollar amount number of what it's worth. That way you can see, even if it got mismatched, you're not hurting your bottom line or adding to it. It is just something that's going to clean up in the end. So that's why we do inventory. That's why we do a physical inventory count. Any company worth anything is going to get a review at a minimum, an audit if you're a large company. And they're going to want to know how the physical inventory count, what were your controls. What I just talked about is exactly the controls you're going to need to do your inventory. So that's why we do it. And those are the steps you should be doing. Let me tell you what happened to us. So Monday we came in and our CFO, she's, she's a guru, love her to death. The week before she actually put together a cheat sheet. This is structural aluminum. This is architectural aluminum. This is the difference. This is how you count it width by length. This is how you set up. And she explained how to count each one of the aluminums and each one of the vinyls. We're going to go by weight, 600 square feet in a roll. You know, every single piece that you had there, that's what it was set up for. So when they got the cheat sheet, they went, oh, this is how I do it. So my team's a two. One was a metal guy. The other guy was an installer. I don't put the two metal guys together because they're probably just going to kind of slough it off together. Same with two vinyl guys together. So I always break them up into different farms that people normally don't work with. Keeps the honesty. Again, it's so boring. It's easy to want to cut corners. I get it. I'm not judging. But for me as an owner, I definitely need to know exactly what it is. So as the installer looks at it, he doesn't know the difference of the metals. Metal guy does. So they're going to get together, go through it, grab a tape measure and go, okay, we got four sticks. They're all 21 feet. This is what we have. And they're going to write it down the clipper and go to the next one. What was really nice with my team is, is one person got three dozen donuts right off the bat and sugared everybody up. Bless his heart. I appreciate it very much. That was great. And so we had some donuts for somebody to just chew on and eat. When everybody got their sugar in their system, they were all handing their clipboards, gave the instructions along with a little instruction pamphlet that we had printed out, and off to the races they went. While they did that, we walked around and marked on the little sticky tabs what was a DNI. Do not inventory the steel. We don't keep steel in our inventory. Do not inventory these LEDs we've had for the last seven years. Do not inventory the cutoffs that we're keeping for a small project because we've already written them off to another project. We walked around and DNI'd every single thing that the people didn't have to do. The year before that, we didn't do that. And what ended up happening was people come to say, should I buy, should I, you know, count this? Should I count that? Should I count this? And we kept running back and forth. Really ineffective, to be honest with you. So we learned from our mistakes. So we took little pink um, post notes, little sticky notes, and we made sure they're pink so it's easy to catch with the eye. And we just put DNI on all of them, stepped it on all the little pieces. We had, let's see, we had seven teams of two. So we had 14 counters. 
And we got through all of our inventory counting inside of five and a half hours. Uh, we have our little taco truck guy that always comes. He showed up around 10 o'clock, started cooking. Everybody was starving by 11 a.m. The smell was coming in through the warehouse. It was kind of a torture on a half mountain. I, I apologize for my team in advance. But uh, the good news is they all had uh, empty stomachs and were growling. So we fed them good, hung out for a little bit, talked about the year and what had happened and stuff. And it was kind of funny, some of the stories that came up with the team, all sitting around the router table. I don't know if you guys knew that in the signage industry, but when you got a big old eight by 10 router, eight by 14, like we have after a while, you know, that becomes the group table for everyone to sit at when you're eating lunch. So we're able to sit down, have some stories and whatnot. I enjoyed that. Uh, listen to everybody. And then we went back to, but within an hour and a half, we were done. Very smooth, very nice. And when we got all the numbers back, one of the vinyl counts was wrong. We looked at the vinyl and one of the numbers was way off from the other. It was like, how, how can it be off? It turns out that one of our counters thought a roll was 450 square feet instead of 600 square feet. And so by him having that knowledge and then weighing the vinyl rolls, getting a percentage based on the weight, he was marking down the wrong numbers based on the weight ratio that we had put together. So a little oopsies on that part. We caught it with the second team, sent them back out there, did the right 600, and then uh, counts two and counts three matched, and we knew what we, we truly had out there. Another thing we had, uh, another great uh, observation by one of our first metal guys is he took the time to see what the metal was on the aluminum, took a little Sharpie marker on the corner and wrote what the measurements were. By having those measurements on there, the second team flew through. Oh, this is one by four. How many do we have? This is two by two. This is what we have. This one. And they were able to just fly through and see each one of those little numbers and what it was. You know, the acrylic team picked up on that. They wrote red acrylic, puppy you know, all the different colors of the acrylics, the clears, a half inch, three quarter inch. And so team two could fly through by just taking that little bit of extra time. Team one did. It made the whole inventory process go so much faster, so much smoother. So was our this inventory count last Monday the fastest and the slickest it's ever been? Absolutely. Why? Simple. We learned from our mistakes. We learned and, and upgraded and said, oh, let's do it this way. Let's fix this, you know, by writing it down and and doing the DNIs, that really helped us out. And it, you know, shaved off probably about two, two and a half hours from the inventory from the year before. Now, I do hate to say this, but we DNI'd a little bit more than we had done the year before. So we ended up taking about a $16,000 loss, which means we had 254000 on the books. We ended up with like 230 something, 220, like high 220, somewhere around there. So when you do the math, or I say 230-something. When you do the math, it was $16,000 off. So we wrote $16,000 off on the inventory to make the balance sheet and everything happen. Uh, did we lose sixteen grand off the profit? Yes. Yeah, we did. Um, price of doing business, I guess. You know, we got to make the financials accurate. I'm never going to cook my books because now I'm just lying to myself. That's silly. Why would you even do bookkeeping if you're going to lie to yourself? So you got to have it accurate. Uh, so we took a $16,000 hit on the inventory. Not that big in the grand scheme of things. But uh, that was our inventory. Do it before the end of the month. I highly suggest doing it about four or five days before the uh, month end. So that way you can soft close all your projects before month end. Get a good number over to your account, accountant or your tax planner. Send them all the information. Say, okay, this is going to be our tax liability if we leave all the money inside the company. How can we bonus this, bonus this out? How can we give... Um, some, you know, buy some assets, move the company or money off the books. And then by uh, bonusing out or moving some money off the books by buying assets, that'll lower your tax liability as well. So that's what we're doing right now over the next 48 hours before we close on 1130. Good luck on your physical inventory. 
Uh, you guys are going to do great. And if you got any other questions, leave a comment on the YouTube channel. And I'll be sure to respond as fast as I can. Thank you.